So, um, just so you know, there's probably going to be some sound in the background. I, uh, I mentioned it before on the podcast, but I, I, I live right by a state route, um, and my sun porch, uh, I don't really feel like closing the windows, like, the screens, because it is giving me some, uh, much-needed breeze right now, but I apologize if at some point you hear a bunch of cars and stuff like that, like, probably right now, um, hopefully we'll get that sort it out somehow. Maybe I'll learn how to edit by removing that, that sound. Is that possible? I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, uh, this isn't really going to be like a structured podcast or anything like that. I just have a few things I want to talk about and I'm just going to talk them out basically. Um, but I wanted to preface the show by saying that like, uh, things like aren't good right now. (laughs) And I know that that probably sounds, um, what's the term for, like, kneecapping something in its intensity. Like, I'm not saying that to be humorous, really, or, like, make fun of anybody's situation or anything. But, like, I don't know what else to do other than laugh at this point at how awful things are. Um... One of the things that really got me was um, the fact that the fact that Donald Trump's tax returns came out, and he only paid seven hundred and fifty bucks, I guess it says, in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen, and then paid nothing other than that. Um, if if that information is wrong, I'm sorry. That's just what I've read. Um, but I. I was watching a live stream, um, uh, Hassan Piker, I believe his name is, um, he, uh, he did a video on the live stream of Trump talking about it, the press conference after the information was released, and he called it, and if I, you know, if I knew any better, I probably would have been able to, it was a pretty easy guess, but I just, I don't know, maybe I'm just not as intelligent as I think I am, but, um, he, he guessed that Trump was going to call it fake news, which that, that's the easy part, but then he also knew that he was going to turn it and basically say, like, I'm smart, um, which is true, and I was talking about this with my friend Scott at work the, uh, yesterday about how, like, people get so mad at billionaires and everything like that, rightfully so, um, for paying no money in taxes and everything like that, getting away with amassing such a huge wealth and not even paying any of it back into the society that got them that wealth. Um, and he basically said, like, um, like, that's, that's how you play the game. Not, uh, of course, again, this is not, uh, validating that or saying that people should do that, but if you want to be in a, if you want to be a billionaire in this country, that's how you do it. You play that game. You just don't pay taxes, um, and you just rake in billions of dollars. And just about every single one of the billionaires in this country, and even some of the millionaires, that's precisely how they got their wealth and have been able to keep it. Um, there's also a, a a million other ways that people can pass around wealth. They can put it out in Switzerland, they can buy art, they can buy land, 
um, or open businesses, obviously. And that, those are all ways to kind of just solidify the fact that you'll have um, money or at least be valued at having some kind of wealth. Um, because obviously if you have a painting but no physical capital, um, it becomes a bit more difficult to purchase things. But basically where I'm going with this is that, um, like, to those who think that something like this will finally knock Trump and everyone like him off their, off their altar, um, you, you gotta, you gotta realize that this, this couldn't possibly hurt Trump at all. So, like I said, he's gonna claim it's false news, um, or fake news, I should say, and his entire base will just hear him say that once, and that's it, it's fake news. It doesn't matter what, uh, his tax returns say when the actual physical tax returns are released. It doesn't matter what, you know, any facts say to disprove, uh, the fact that he's claiming this as fake news. Uh, that doesn't matter, because that's, that's the thing about Trump's base, guys. They've been, they've been in training for someone like this for a long time. Um, and I think that that's what inspired me to want to uh, do some research into like the American education system recently and everything like that because it genuinely does seem like the generations before us so like 35 and older uh, who went to school in America public school that is they all received a very very brainwashed Americanized uh, subservient obedience like type lessons um, where they were just given things that they were told were fact. Um, they were taught how to behave and listen to authority. And that's really mostly what th they learned in school, you know? Um, I can say that luckily, um, my school, we were decently liberal by the time that I was in high school. We still received a lot of, like, especially in history class, obviously. We obviously got a lot of propaganda and stuff, but it wasn't so much about the, uh, you know, strictness and obedience and all that bullshit that our parents got, but, one second here, mm. I got the pumpkin spice creamer from Aldi's with almond milk, Woo! shit goes hard, but, um, Jesus, there's so many cards, uh, yeah, so, where was I? Yeah, so our parents and like that generation and up have been in training since the day that they entered the public school, uh, or even before then, you know, probably with what their parents were teaching them. Um, they've been, since the day that they were born, bred to be submissive, obedient, people and that's evident just by looking at the fuckers that are you know all back the blue and stuff like that because they're being shown each and every day basically that's how awful it is in this country that it happens each and every day they're basically being shown each and every day a clear-cut example of how police in this country are able to abuse power in order to oppress people um 
and that doesn't change their mind whatsoever because according to you know most republicans and conservatives who hold this blue lives matter uh theory in their head um they have a badge and therefore any actions that come after putting that badge on are like you know any actions that jesus christ himself were to take they would be you know wiped away from sin um be because you know they got this all all cleansing thing in the form of a badge on their chest which i mean if you're really so indoctrinated into supporting and following authority that something as simple as doing 800 hours of training and then being in a physically fit enough you know spot where you could become a police officer if that little bit earn someone such a high esteem of authority in your head and you're able to just follow along with whatever that person says or does you probably um you probably suffered from awful parenting you probably never got the attention that you needed and deserved as a child um you probably use that as a means to convince yourself that you have to attach to something and because of your education and your Americanized ideals that those things became America and then subsequently everything that America does. So even if America does something wrong because our parents were so awfully propagandized, everything that America does is inherently good. Everything that its institutions, its systems, its societies, um, its communities does is good because it's American. Um, the same way that everything a police officer does is good or okay because they're wearing a badge. Uh, and I think that the real, and this was a topic on uh, Minion Death Cult's latest episode. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. If not, go ahead and check them out. I like them a lot. Uh, they were talking about how, at least I believe it was them, who was talking about the fact that Obama is actually one of the like most polarizing politicians in any and all recent history um and that's for a few reasons one because he you know he campaigned on the hope message, he campaigned on the yes we can message, and then almost immediately after being elected, completely pulled a 180 and let just about everyone down who was paying attention. Most people kind of checked out as soon as they found out that he was president and just kind of took whatever CNN gave them um, as talking points to prove why Barack Obama is the best president ever. Um, and never once actually paid attention to the, you know, actions, decisions, and things that he was doing while the president of this country. Because if they did, they, like all the other people who were paying attention, would have been immediately let down. But the other reason why he's also very polarizing is because he is one of the most clear examples of hegemonic control. Um someone like Barack Obama was able to play his part so insanely well that while actively being the president to have deported more immigrants 
than anyone else in very recent history. Um, the president who, you know, talked about how he was going to be the environmental candidate, how he was going to work towards sustainability and stuff like that, and then spent, you know, a good portion of his time after he was president bragging about how he himself actually fracked more oil in the United States than Trump did. Um, I forgot how that came up, but somehow or another that was a point of contention that he had to, you know, assert his dominance over. Um, and, I mean, on top of that, there's a million different things you can point to about the Obama administration that completely disproves his whole shtick of being, you know, the good guy. But if you know anything about American politics, or really if you know anything about current politics, then you know uh, the very thing that has led to politicians and government like this, and that is neoliberalism. Now, if you don't know what neoliberalism is, that is perfectly fine. Not everybody, you know, does research. Not everybody has the time to do stuff like that. And not everybody understands these things as easily as other people. Um, I'm someone who oftentimes has to look up definitions and stuff like that for words that I frequently use because I want to make sure that I'm using them in the correct context. Because sometimes you just hear a word and then you use it in the same context, but you might not understand that you're using it incorrectly. So neoliberalism is defined by Google as a political approach that favors free market capitalism, deregulation, and reduction in government spending. According to Wikipedia, a bit more um, extended definition, it says neoliberalism is the 20th century resurgence of 19th century ideas associated with laissez-faire economic liberalism and free market capitalism and is generally associated with policies of economic liberalization, including privatization, deregulation, globalization, free trade, austerity, and reductions in government spending in order to increase the role of the private sector in the economy and society. Um, it was, um, it was something that kind of came in the late 70s, early 80s, um, into power, I should say. And, um, excuse me one second. And basically what it is, is it's... It's very similar, at least in my mind, to right libertarianism or like central libertarianism in that it expects that most of the problems in this country are not being properly solved because they're expected to be solved by a ill-functioning government, which that treads water, that's very true. Um, but their solution uh, is to open up the market just about everywhere, if not everywhere, to the private sector and allow these problems that the government is incapable of solving to be solved by privately owned businesses or privately functioning, you know, people. Um, one second, texting my girlfriend. Um, so that is very similar to neoliberalism's thought. It is a slow but steady reduction of government spending combined with an increase in free market uh, capitalism and deregulation. And this is all in part due to 
you know, their attempt at solve pro solving problems. But the issue that comes is economic systems like this, neoliberalism, libertarianism, capitalism, that value profit, that value efficiency, and value, you know, overproduction, really, <clears throat> you will always, always, always see a shift, usually, very, very quickly, directly into exploitation and corruption. And that's simply because in any economic system, the one thing that you have to pay attention to is what is the incentification. Um, I think that's the incent. What's the incentive, basically? I don't know why I said incentification. Um, what's the incentive? You know, what about that economic system is incentivized? What is that economic system motivating people to do? And if you look at neoliberalism, libertarianism, um, which those two aren't necessarily economic ideas, but the economic ideas associated with those political theories, um, as well as capitalism um, itself, uh, basically what you're what you're looking at is a system a system that values, like I said, profit, efficiency, mass production. So now if if you are as a person able to live in a country, or a society where money is the main resource. Uh, if you have money, you have everything. And you are able to somehow or another begin a business or something like that. Um, eventually, you will realize that you are putting out more than you are taking in. Because businesses are expensive in this country. Um, because it's the free market. Um, everything comes out of your pocket um, eventually you're taking in more than you're giving out if you're like you know starting small and so somehow or another you have to start cutting corners you have to start going cheap you have to start exploiting you know so maybe you'll hike up your prices maybe you'll use cheaper materials maybe you'll fire some employees and then you'll see that making you more money. And eventually, over time, after making more money, you can expand your business and stuff like that. But you already have the precedent set in your head that the best way to assure that you are going to make money is cut as many corners as possible. Um, that right there is all that is needed to lead to exploitation. Um, if you don't believe me, I mean, take a look at a pair of shoes. Most companies like Nike, Adidas, New Balance, probably pay about a buck or two to make every single shoe. All the materials and everything like that, the slave labor. Um, and then resell them 90, 80 bucks median, yeah? Or I should say average. How the fuck, <laughs> how the fuck is something as simple like that, not a cure, a pure indicator that capitalism exploits. Like, go get a thing of, I don't know, meat at the, you know, 
at Walmart or something like that, you'll probably pay six, seven more dollars than what you should be paying for that cut of meat. Um, and that not only has to do with the market, but also inflation, which is caused by the market. Um, and so what I don't understand is the fact that people like you and I can live in a society that exists on that level, that exists and operates like that, and don't call it into question more often. Um, and that, like I said earlier, I believe has a lot to do with our indoctrinated education system that, you know, very much promotes obedience, uh, listening, following orders, and just basically taking your authority figures word for it. You know, when your teacher tells you, um, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. He came over, he shook hands with the uh, indigenous folks here. They really liked him, so they gave him some corn and a meal. And then, you know, he went his way and they went theirs, but they were all buddy-buddy and, you know, they traded and shit like that. If, if your teacher tells you that in America, I mean, most people until they hit, like, ninth grade are just like, yeah, okay, because we're taught that in, like, third grade um, under the guise that they have to you know, baby it in order to, um, not scare us, which is bullshit because cut, you know, forward not even a year and we're learning about slavery, which again is a watered down version of slavery if that's even reasonable to call it quote unquote watered down and not just complete bullshit, um, but then we learn slavery the next year, which even a watered-down version is fucking traumatizing to learn about. Um, but yeah, so you can't exist under a system. I mean, maybe you could have pre-capitalism, really, like mercantilism time, probably something like neoliberalism and uh, laissez-faire economics could have worked because, you know, you didn't have anybody that was... I mean, you still had people who were above others in society that had more means to become successful. But even then, there was so little, like, established forms of business, um, other than, like, the royal crowns and stuff like that, that was going to be able to dominate a certain sphere. Like, maybe you were a sculptor. You know, there wasn't necessarily an Amazon-type business that existed that would take away your business as a sculptor, is what I'm saying. But now we are so far down the road. I mean, we're in 2020. Look around you. What about capitalism is showing you that that's a system that should still exist? So anything that tries to fix the problem or problems that are existed in society right now with simply anything other than socialism is um how do i put this not analyzing the entire problem uh, i think a lot of people who value systems like laissez-faire capitalism like people like you and i not like jeff bezos but like you know chuds that praise Elon Musk for his intelligence and everything like that. Uh, 
those type of people, I think a lot of times their heart can be in the right place in that they, they understand that there is widespread inequality in this country. They understand that these problems are existent in society. But I think they also think um, very little of those who cannot immediately turn their situation around. You know what I mean? Even though most of the time those people are also in the same boat as the people that are condemning them for not turning their you know, situations around. So, essentially what I'm saying is, I don't, I don't quite understand how someone can be so insanely brainwashed to spend 40% of their income every single year on just basic survival, if not more, um, work 35, 40, 50 years of their life spend 60% of their life, uh, usually in a place that they don't want to be, in order to afford the things that they require as a human being to survive. Um, and, and don't go, wait, why the, why the fuck is this like this? And I'm sure sometimes people do. I mean, a lot of times, there's some pretty Republican people that, like, I've spoken to at, like, my store or just, you know, in the grocery line or whatever about, like, shit going on that kind of get it. They're like, this is bullshit. All those people in Washington, they're just corrupt. They're just taking money in. da 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 And it's like, yeah, yeah, they are. But you know who else is? Like, everyone that has a million dollars or more. Uh, and... The, the thing the thing that sucks is like we're so we're so structured in a way that makes us think that hard work and determination is what got these people this money and therefore we can't criticize them because it would be antithetical to our you know values to say that oh this person shouldn't have a billion dollars when I can't afford to go out to eat once a week um, if you think that they got there because of hard work and determination, you critiquing them is critiquing hard work and determination, and therefore you're refuting, you know, your belief system. So that's why a lot of conservatives never point shit like that out. Um, but I think the fact that they don't point that out simply because they don't want to disprove, um, what they think is insane, because, like, to me, the, the most important thing about life is learning. Like, I sadly came from a very right-wing conservative Christian background where I, you know, was taught the, the Protestant <laughs> idea of life, which is everything that we do is good, um, and everything that everybody else does is bad, and if you just pray a lot and go to work, you'll be a millionaire. Um, and when that obviously <laughs> didn't pan out at, like, 15, I kind of started to get into conversations with my sister and my girlfriend, who both had alternate perspectives to my parents that called a lot of my ideas into question. And although I did put up a fight for a long time, I eventually was able to use that information as a means of changing my perspective. And ever since then, I've always made the point to try to 
as best as I can because I'm very arrogant arrogant, and I have an ego, and I think everybody does, and therefore sometimes when people argue with me, I just completely turn away from whatever they're saying, and especially if it's in opposition to what I believe, and just argue with them. But I think that a lot of times eventually, usually at least six or seven comments in on Facebook, I can kind of catch myself and go like, fuck, like seems like they're kind of right like i google you know what they're saying and i read some and it's like fuck so then i gotta go on there and be like mm, i'm sorry uh, i'm an asshole da, 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 da. but like and that's not a brag to say like look at me i'm better than everyone i can change my mind it's like that's the bare minimum that anyone can do and i still put up a fight uh but the fact that so many people are so attached to their belief system as a means to validate themselves um, that they can't be offered alternate uh, perspectives that refute their own or even just facts that prove a point that is antithetical to something that they believe um, and then accept that because it's it's factual or it's a perspective that you are not yourself privy to and therefore you have no experience with I mean, I couldn't walk up to a guy who's been operating uh, a, an excavator his whole life and try to argue with him about what the switches do because I've never fucking drove one, you know? So I think that that right there, to me, is, very, is a very weird thing that exists because to me that's like a mental illness. Um, and it probably is to be so incapable of accepting that you can be incorrect, of accepting that, you know, other people might know better than you, and not only just not accepting it, but usually being angry at it, and a lot of times, especially as we've seen with Trump supporters, you know, with being angry with violence for being you know, told something that you don't believe is true or needs to be, be become true, like Black Lives Matter, you know? Uh, I just don't quite understand how people are capable of, you know, waking up in the morning and <laughs> going to work and sitting in the car and, you know, checking your teeth out in the mirror, seeing yourself and not go, fuck, I am such a loser. <laughs> like... I cannot formulate my own thoughts. I cannot accept that I can be incorrect. I cannot learn because rather than, you know, recognizing that I can be wrong, I would much, much rather just always believe that I'm right so that I can believe that I'm a, a, a validated, you know, human being. And that's so sad, really. It really is sad to think that so many people in this country have absolutely no self-confidence, have no reassurance, have absolutely nothing in their life that convinces them that their life is worthwhile, that it's important, and it should be valued outside of this, you know, egotistical, uh, patriot, mentality that causes a lot of people to not wear masks to you know say that everything that is bad is communist like 
and not even bad, but everything that they think is bad is communist, and communism is bad. Um, that's just sad, you know? So many people were... So many people were completely disowned by the system, were completely fucked in their upbringing because their folks were also completely um, cast aside by this system. And it really does go without saying that a lot of these problems come because you exist in a system that, in a, in a country I should say, that is so awful to you, that treats you like a tool, that treats you like a, a, a double A battery. Uh, and as soon as you don't serve the systems and institutions, as soon as you don't, um, as soon as you're not valued by the system anymore, you are garbage. And that's evident when looking at Social Security. Um, my grandparents owned a business for over 40 years. They retire and guess what? They get $500 or something like that. Uh, no, I think it's less than that. They get barely enough to cover their, like, meds and shit and their groceries. That's it. They're lucky that they own their house and that, you know, they own their car and all that stuff. Because if they ever needed to pay any kind of mortgage or something, they'd be fucked. Um, and these are some of the most hardworking, dedicated people who have loved America since the day that they were born. Uh, if not equal to, then more than themselves, but certainly not more than Jesus Christ, you know. And to see so many people like that just completely and utterly forgotten by the systems and country that they gave their entire life away to is so depressing. And I think that that is a key factor into why they have to believe so hard in this Americanized uh, ideology and this America first mentality is because if if that also is a lie then their whole life has been a lie and they're gonna die without having ever lived and that's a terrifying thought that is a thought that I myself could not handle or I don't think anyone could you know imagine being 86 years old and your 21 year old grandson completely disproves everything that you've believed your entire life you know all the hard work that you did your entire life was for naught that was a lie and then everything that you believed about this country that you you know live in and have loved your whole life is also a lie and you're 80 something years old could you imagine that so i i feel like this isn't exactly an excuse for anyone who believes all you know Fox News is bullshit, um, or all this American exceptionalism, but what it is, is it is a tool for understanding, because what I think that people, especially, um, you know, some more anti-American leftists, I think what people tend to forget is the fact that if there is a, a working class movement, if there's a working class revolution, they're also working class, you know, and they are a part of the the oppressed. They are a part of our class, and they will, they are our brothers, and you know, in this struggle, they are us, and that is the whole message of the working class of leftism, um, is that 
you and I are not so different, you know, and we have been basically completely shit on by the very country that we live in since the day we, you know, picked up a shovel or walked up to a cash register. We've been completely taken for our lives and all of our money. Um, it doesn't matter if you are some country bumpkin, gun-toting, Donald Trump, you know, dick-sucking asshole, or the most liberal, you know, arts major in New York City, you're both working class. And that goes not only for America, but across the world. You know, if you're a coal miner in South America, or you're a uh, um, fisherman in Alaska, you're working class, you know? So I think that although it's not an excuse, and I'm not saying that these ideals that many conservatives have are acceptable and should be allowed, but what I am saying is we cannot completely remove them from the working class, and therefore we have to understand where they come from in order to get them to where they need to go, but also understand where they come from because you have to know that what pe most people in this country think and believe uh, has nothing to do with their actual thoughts and beliefs. It has to do with what has benefited them and those around them in their environment their whole life, what they have been able to support in their head and square away, and basically what they have seen be successful. Uh, and that's not their fault. In a country that values stuff like that, in a country that values, I don't know how to put it really, but, but in our country, that is what forms people's opinions. And therefore, you can't always sit there and, you know, point fingers at some asshole with a Trump 2020 sticker on the back of his car and say, you're a piece of shit, go fuck yourself. As much as it, you know, is true, they are a piece of shit for what they believe and they should go fuck themselves. It's not like they woke up one day and they were like, you know what, I, I under no circumstances have been told this whatsoever, but I think that immigrants are rapists and drug dealers and they should all be gone. Like, nobody wakes up and comes to that thought on their own. They're taught that. So, yes, they're assholes and pieces of shit um, because they continue to believe it and you know, uh, perpetuate those beliefs, and usually uh, conservatives are not very quiet about their ideas. Um, so, because of all that, that's why they're an asshole, but not the fact that they do believe that shit, because that came from somewhere. Um, and so, kind of the last thing I wanted to talk about was just this... Um, this understanding that we are we are living in dystopia and I don't mean that hyperbolically like I'm not saying that as a buzzword in order to garner uh, excitement or attention for what I'm to say now I mean that literally we are living in dystopia if you want me to google it to just you know be able to help you out here dystopia definition relating to or denoting an imagined state or society where there is great suffering or injustice. Um, and that is literally the world that we live in. 
there is great suffering, there is great injustice, there is pain everywhere, there is absolutely no help to be had for people like you and me. And so what we have to stop doing is, um, one, thinking change is just going to happen. There's not a politician in Washington or any, you know, place in this world that is going to be able to affect change. It's too late for that. Uh, the systems that exist are too far ingrained into society. They support too many people. They make too many people a lot of money. Uh, those things will never change. So we have to stop believing that by, you know, going out in the streets and carrying a bunch of signs in front of the White House that say, you know, $750 in taxes, I paid more last year. Guess what? He doesn't care. Nobody in Washington fucking cares because none of them paid their taxes. None of the billionaires care because none of them paid taxes. That change isn't coming the way that you think it is. So we have to stop, especially if you are someone who calls yourself a liberal. You have to stop and realize that if these problems were not meant to be, they would be gone and not exist. Because this country was created and therefore these systems were put into place intentionally and enough people have benefited from them that they're not going to change. So stop with that bullshit. Stop, stop with all this ballot shaming. Stop with all this um, rhetoric about how important this election is going to be in 2020. You want to know what? Here's, here's, my, here's, my, official, here's my official statement of what's going to happen in November. Either Trump is going to win outright, or Biden will win by 3-4%. Uh, they won't be able to finish the count on the first day. So at midnight, Trump will announce that he won. Um, Supreme Court will pass legislation like they did in 2000 to stop the vote counting. Trump will be in office. Um, maybe that's not true, but that's what I feel is most likely. Um, that we will see a Trump 2020 presidency. Um, now, what that means is not, you know, don't go out and vote, don't protest, don't do anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. All of that is well and good, but it also has to be combined with direct, ac direct action. It has to be combined with mass movement. It has to be combined with a intellectually structured organization or mass movement that can affect change and cause problems um, look at any look at any successful revolt or even any successful movement like the working the working uh, the labor movement in this country uh, that was not that was not successful because they you know did enough petitions or GoFundMe's that was successful because they caused problems. They went on strike. They, you know, destroyed buildings. They killed people. They caused problems. And that's not, you know, obviously I can't condone go out and kill people or destroy buildings or go on strike because that holds me liable. And therefore, I would like to say that was, of course, uh, sarcasm. And I would never want you to do any of those things. But what I am saying is that is what a lot of successful movements and revolutions do um, and also what unsuccessful revolutions and movements don't do. So I mean 
there could be something there. I don't know. I'm not, you know, smart enough to know all that. But, um, and this is not, again, because as much as it pains me to say this, um, liberals are also a parting part of the working class. Um, so this is not to say, like, oh, these dumb liberals, which, come on, we know. But, like, um, what it is to say is that this shit isn't working, you know? I'm as guilty of it as anyone else of, you know, wanting to believe in this fairy tale that we can appeal to the, the good nature of our government officials and be able to campaign or convince them, enough of them, that it's important to change the, the way things are. Because guess what? Again, if they didn't want things to be the way that they are, they have, they have all the power, all the money, all the influence needed to change them. And they're not, so they don't care. So, basically what I'm saying is, like, we, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta take a step back, we gotta recollect our thoughts, and we gotta, we gotta reassess, and we gotta move on, try something new. Um, I've referenced it many times before, but now because I have a uh, proper enough setup, I think I will play the actual clip of it's uh, it's Tupac in 1996. Uh, he's in I think he's in prison, or he is he is recently out. Where the fuck is it? Okay, so this is this, all right. So this is this is the clip that I wanted to play. So we'll we'll just we'll just play this real quick, um, and then I'll talk about it and we'll finish up. Um, the sound quality on that is going to be because of course right when I started the video just about every fucking car in central New York drove by um, but so basically I mean if you couldn't connect the dots it's a pretty 
easy metaphor. Basically what he's saying is the black struggle in this country is being shown every single day precisely what it is that you need, what you require um, as a human being, and in excess too with enough like he said people just throwing food around and not even just food but money homes uh medical care education things like that people just completely and utterly just you know taking for granted all the wealth of things that they have and are able to enjoy in this country and then telling the black community or even you know to take it one step further because I think that in that specific interview he was talking about the black community but to take it one step further even you know poor people immigrants handicapped people um, transgender LGBTQ plus people uh, every single day is a day that they are presented physically tangible evidence that the life that they deserve and have been crying for since the day that they were born exists and people are able to live it and enjoy it and then those very same people turn around to them and say no we don't have any food no you don't um you don't get to get married no you don't you know you don't deserve to you know have public restrooms where you feel comfortable using the restroom um and, you know, a billion other things that I could mention. But that's precisely what he's saying is, you know, how, how is it that you expect that someone like that is to experience life that way with, you know, just complete and utter oppression? And then expect them to go out and protest peacefully. It just doesn't quite add up, and I know that that's because it's not supposed to, but I think that a lot of people don't know that. I think a lot of the people, especially, you know, the same folks that watch Fox News who, you know, say, well, I would, you know, I would listen, I would support Black Lives Matter if they could just, you know, be peaceful. I think a lot of people like that don't understand precisely what they're saying. Because if they did, I think, especially people like my grandma who say shit like that, she wouldn't say it if she knew exactly what she was saying by saying it. But that doesn't matter, because we exist in a dystopia. We exist in a world that does not have true norms, that does not have true structure. We have a... We have the... <laughs> we have the innards of structure. We have the innards of norms. We have a whole society that is predicated on norms that don't even exist in that society. But that means that if we're ca to call those into question, if we are to challenge those, if we are to, you know, say, wait a minute, that doesn't that that doesn't actually happen in America, then what what are what are we doing? You know, who are we? What What is this country? You know, and that to a lot of people is just a question that they are not willing to ask because they cannot handle it or that, you know, they think that they don't need to because it's a lie. Um, and, and so, you know, all of this to say that um, this shit isn't going to just change. You're not going to vote 
systematic racism away. You're not going to vote uh, the fossil fuel industry away. You're not going to vote billionaires getting away with paying $750 in taxes. You're not going to vote that shit away. So now, what we as a people in this country have to do, because we are a people of this country, whether you like, you know, Joe Schmo from, you know, the boondocks or not, we are the people of this country. We are the citizens of the United States. Um, we need to take a step back and realize the shit we're trying isn't working. We have to try something else. And of course, I cannot advocate for any specific actions to be taking, taken. But what I will say, again, is that there is historical evidence to show you on multiple different occasions and multiple different places in this world exactly what causes change. And my guess is that if those actions or similar ones were to be taken by, you know, the people of the United States, well, they too could probably, statistically speaking, see some change. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe. Um, go ahead and leave a review if you don't mind. I would really appreciate it. It helps get me more views. Uh, if you don't already, go ahead and follow me on my social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Annoying Question Boy. I also do a blog that is Annoying Question Boy, spelled all together, no capitals, just as it sounds. Dot uh, blog spot b l o g s p o t dot com and i also do a youtube which as i say in just about every podcast i only have four videos because i'm so lazy and uh making youtube videos takes far more time than writing a blog or doing a podcast so i don't do it very often um yeah uh if you have anything that you know you want to hear more about you want me to do an episode on or anything that i said that you disagree with Go ahead and DM, DM me on some of my social media. We'll have a conversation. I am not a scholar. I am not, you know, the smartest person in the world. I could be very wrong about a lot of things. I could be very wrong about everything. I don't know. Um, so try to prove to me that I am, I guess, if you, if you think I am. Uh, but other than that, I hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, staying above water if you can. Um, and let's hope that coming here soon, uh, something begins to happen to create some kind of change, because slowly running out of time, folks, slowly running out of time, but, uh, yeah, hope everybody has a good day, night, afternoon, morning, uh, whatever time it is that you're listening to this, and I'll see you next time. As always, it has been your boy. Peace out.